0: It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: Welcome into our final nighttime at noon of their regular season. Live from City National Arena, Ashley Vice joined by Shane Knighty and kicking things off with a big hitter right off the bat, literally and figuratively. Keegan Kolisari, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for uh, saving me for last, I guess.
1: No, no. Best for last. That's what,
0: you know, <laughs> obviously. <a> big intro. <laughs> there you go.
1: I've been trying to find what to compare this week to uh, for for you. Is it like the last week of school, the week before Christmas? Like, you're clinched, but you don't know where where things are going to fall. What's this week like for you?
0: It's obviously exciting. Um, you, know, you know, you think about last year where we were in this type of situation and uh, didn't come on the right side. So for us to, you know, come back hungrier and ready to go it's huge for us um i was excited about everything that happened this year for us uh you know we're two games away from from making sure that you know we, we did everything we could to punch ourselves in the playoffs with the best possible route to get to the finals so i'm excited everyone's excited i guess you could say it's probably a mix-up of you know the adrenaline from christmas and maybe new year's It's kind yeah, of yeah. get the two and one there
2: is it easier for you guys not knowing where you're going to finish like there's still stuff to play for this time of year if there wasn't sometimes you just want to get through the games does it maybe make it a little, little easier here as you guys are still you know trying to clinch the top see who you're going to play and makes these games more impactful
0: yeah obviously with standings uh that's a huge part of it seeing where we could finish um but it's also you want to have your game at the perfect moments right so for us, uh, it's fine-tuning all the defensive zones, face-offs, um, neutral zone, forechecking, backchecking, neutral zone forechecks. Every little detail that we need to have in our game come playoff time, we got to make sure it's correct. And then obviously, you know, we have two important games the rest of the way here to finalize where we're going to seed in the standings. So uh, that itself and its motivation.
1: You talk about where you're going to seat in the standings. I hear you guys say you don't necessarily – you have to be careful wanting to pick your opponent from the hockey side of things because you just never know what's going to happen once people get in. But is there any part of you, Manitoba boy, that, that would like to start things off in Winnipeg?
0: Uh, I mean, that would be an expensive series for me. I'd have to buy a lot of tickets, right? So uh, we don't – I don't know if I necessarily want to be showing out that amount of money for all my friends and family. Um but, you know, you look at all the matchups, possibly, and you always start tinkering around. You're like, okay, well, if we finish here, what are we looking at? Who are we looking at? How do we match up against them this year? Um, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you play. It's about who you, who, you, how you play. Um, and you know what? To get to the finals, you have going to beat the best teams, right? So there's no easy matchups and playoffs, um, say, in Winnipeg. I mean, they've been pretty far in the past couple of years, right? And they have a Vezin winning goaltender that, Shane, you know, in yeah. playoffs. The if you run team. into a goal, a hot goalie who's feeling it, it's, it's pretty tough, right? It Not is. Not to and, say other teams don't have good goaltending, but it's a big factor you don't always you would, think would about
2: have some fans, man. There's a lot of you. You, Howden, Stoney. Um, who else is there? Whitey's, Whitey's Whitey, Brandon. Whitey, yeah, Whitey's Brandon. So, Manitoba connections. And did you know the last time they played Winnipeg in a playoff series, the clincher? The series-winning goal was scored by a Manitoban.
0: Yeah, Revo. And it was his right. first as a Golden Knight, I believe. Tip it. Yeah, tip. tip
2: There you go. So theres you never know if that can happen.
0: Yeah, you never know, right? Anything's possible. You've
2: talked about, and we talked about, you guys talked about details of this team and, and how you wanted to play. Bruce Cassidy trying to get you guys, he, he keeps saying, get your team game ready for playoffs. How important is your line? That identity was sent early in how you guys wanted to play this year, and it's been different pieces, but... Seems like everybody's been effective. Was that a message sent early on, you know, kind of exactly what he wanted from that group?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he said it right from the start. I mean, I remember we had a pretty tough game against Colorado, I believe, and he called us out. And um, You know, we just we had a bad game. It's preseason. You know, we had to get our legs under us. Uh, that's I mean, that's the whole point of preseason, right, to yeah. get your game where it needs to be. So a little bit of a, a, little, a slap there. Yeah. And then it got us back to where we needed to be. And um, we've taken great pride in it all season long um just with face-off um pressure accountability on those um every shift for us you know we're going to start usually in the defensive zone to get the puck out um so you have to take pride in that and make sure you're bearing down on whatever it is you might need to be asked of and then you know we've had pieces coming in and out um you know paul's played all throughout the lineup he's done a great job of whoever he's been will Carrier, a uh, teddy Howes, myself um so whoever comes in they, they know what they're bringing um hey you know what it's a good mix, too. We have the size, the skill, the compete, um, the hockey knowledge. And, you know, it wears down on teams, you know.
2: Does it you, help to have the responsibility, too? The coach is giving you, you know, defenses like, matchups. He's your the other team's top line, everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's huge. Um, we know that if we're keeping the puck out of our net, playing against our top guys, <laughs> our top guys are going to get a better matchup against, you know, one of their bottom lines. So um, that in itself, it's it's humbling, too, because it makes you realize, you know, how important you are to this um, and it makes you appreciate, you know, what, what we do. Because if we're going to do our part to take the puck out of the net um, and play against, you know, the Kopitars, McDavids, all these guys, um, you know, our teammates look at that and they're like, you know what, these guys are giving it their all to shut them down. we got to do our part and score.
1: We talk about the energy the team gets from your line. What kind of energy does the group get out of seeing Mark Stone out there today, albeit in a non-contact jersey?
0: Oh, it's exciting. Um, he, you know, you see him around in the gym um but it's not like being on the ice with someone you know you don't hear the hooting and the hollering um we had a meeting this morning and then Bush told us you know we get mark stone back in a baby blue jersey and we all just started losing it so it's awesome he's got a smile on his face the entire skate he's he's pumped to be back and it's been a long journey for him i mean we all hate being injured you hated being injured i'm sure shane yeah you know that feeling when you finally get back on the ice and you're back with the boys it feels like you know you Climbed the biggest mountain ever
2: well yeah you're always kind of on your own that's the thing so for stone today to come out you can see you mentioned the smile on his face just being back with the guys that's the excitement for him still got some steps he's got to get through but this is probably from a mental state the best step you can take as a player when you come back from er or from injury and you get put back with the guys on the ice that that's when everything starts to feel good and uh it's a good day for him you know regardless we know there's lots of Still, time and things for him to co- overcome, and injuries have been a big part of this team. You, you've seen it now for two years. You know, you know. Last year, do you think you guys learned from last year with it, then go through it again this season that you're able to handle it more? And how important depth, scoring depth, play you've gotten from whoever is coming in the lineup?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to learn from injuries because you know the only thing you could do is not get injured. Yeah. Um, but for us, I think we learned that. Even when we're hurt, we're banged up, uh, there's no excuse. Two points are huge. And there was a long stretch there, you know, where we could have found ourselves in the basement like last year. Um, but everyone pulled up their socks, and we got to work even more. We all gave, you know, say you're getting 100%, well, you got to give 10 more percent. Yeah. you, know, you got to give that little bit extra that you think you're do- giving it the most. you got to give more. And that's how we found ourselves, you know, to not be in that same position as last year.
2: Have you ever had this many goalies on your team in one year?
0: I uh, do no. It's pretty nice, though. It, it,
2: it... Yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of goalies out, and more and more seem to be coming back. So it's for today. Uh, for today, yeah. For today. For today. Well, hey, that's good. That's, that's getting help, That's lots of right? all. speaking on that, that that has created competition for internally for your group this season. Do you think that strengthens the club?
0: Yeah, competition's great. You know, yeah. you mean you look at uh, Ammo and Huddy last year, right? Ammo yeah. we got off uh, waivers. Huddy we signed a couple games in the season. They made the most of their opportunity. They re-signed, and now that creates com- not conflict, competition in the lineup, and it makes everyone work a little bit harder too. So it's awesome to see guys come back from you know the injuries and you know create competition on the ice. Um, it makes us all work harder.
1: Along those same lines, uh, it's Fan Appreciation Week. And after tomorrow's game, being the last home game of the regular season, they'll announce the seventh player award, uh, which they'll give to the player who fans voted uh, as the player who uh, went above and beyond what was expected of them this season. I'm curious your take, uh, without you even knowing the nominees, like who would you say best fits that description from this team? Mm.
0: Obviously Logan. He he was huge. Obviously he had a great season to go to the All-Star game, right? It's unfortunate with the injuries that he's had he couldn't keep riding that wave. It would have been exciting to see how far he could have gone and maybe, who knows, be right in the contention with the Calder as he was when he was playing. Um, Will Carrier, I and mean, that guy was harder than burnt toast, right? For a long time there. You <laughs> like that one? Your
1: favorite. Your favorite. Yes. But, uh, uh, toast. <laughs> always good for the yeah, analogy.
0: Uh, i loved Ammo's game all year. You know, Ammo is, is a unique player. Uh, you give him the opportunity to play in an offensive role and he's going to make good of it. Um, and, you know, Sometimes you know he's in a lot of the lineup, but when he comes in, he's he's going to make the most of it. And I love watching him all season. I, and I think he I think he's got more to give too.
2: That's what I love about this team. You just mentioned a few names, and and there's so many guys that could because you've had players step up. When you mentioned Ben Hutton earlier, what he's done? He has got six points, seven games since coming back. You know, you lose a guy like Shea Theodore, who's an offensive guy. Hutton comes in, he plays his game, but still provides. It's been great. You know, obviously he's a former defenseman who's in a similar position. I love to see guys like that. It's a long stretch. He's healthy practicing, staying ready, and then he comes in. And the guys just love seeing someone do that.
0: You always root for a guy like that, you know, who comes in every day, works hard, goes in, goes out, doesn't pout. You know, he's always got a smile on his face, always joking around with the boys, even after not playing, you know, so many games and going through the grind of bag skates, workouts, all this, you know, that. Um, For him to come in and not only play but have success makes us all happy. Makes me beyond happy. Who's
2: the so? I wanted to ask you. You guys, you guys seem like you're very close knit. Marshy said you guys kind of have that chemistry back from what he had year one. I know a while ago, but what uh, is it? Is it the joking in there? A lot of chirping. Who who are you closest with? Who's the who's the most vocal? Is it always Marshy? Is there someone else? Does Phil come in and give competition?
0: Ah, Marshy's definitely number one vocal. Um, I probably talk more than i probably should for being a young guy uh but that's just the type of team we have it's an open you know it's an open locker room anyone's comfortable to say anything at any point um maybe you know five or ten years ago maybe i would have been i would have been more of a church mouse but uh the guy's been awesome i got into a great group of guys um that opened me up my first year and i got to know them also very well and um it's made me feel beyond comfortable, and I think that's what everyone wants to f- make everyone feel like. With the new guys that come in, guys who come up from Henderson that are you know kind of already sh- scared being in the NHL yeah. for the first time, make it easy for them, make them feel comfortable. Makes it go a long way for them.
1: Is there a low key chirper that might surprise us?
0: Uh, Will Carrier, yeah, yeah, he's up there. If it, well, <laughs> he gives you one. You, you can poke Will once, but then if you do it a second time, then he's gonna like kill you probably yeah,
2: there's, there's always those guys that,
0: they, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they take it that he take he, take he take you he can take it but if you get one more on him than he likes yeah. then it's over for you
2: who runs the music
0: shay shay shay
2: does everybody have a playlist
0: everyone's got unique music for sure who's the worst the worst music well that, that'd be like bias of me because i don't really love country so i'd oh, say like i do so i'd yeah. say like nick Hag. probably yeah. it's all morgan wallen that's all it is.
1: Throw some Zach Bryan in there too, though, don't they? Sometimes.
0: Ah, the odd time. I'd say if we're gonna talk the worst of the worst. Probably Carl. He's they, bad. anybody like, have
2: eighties music in theirs?
0: Uh I got some eighties yeah. music in mine. I got Marty's got a really good one too. A lot of old school. I'm not saying he's old, but he likes the older music.
2: I've always wondered. I've always been fast. I used to run music one time, and it's it's a. It's a dangerous job. It's pressure. pressure. Job. It's, it's, a, it's pressure It's a high-pressure job. So Theo's the man, but if he's got other people's playlists, then he can kind of off the blame. We
0: usually <laughs> just put on those like, big booty mixes. Two friends? <laughs> two friends, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the way to go. They're pretty good. That's easy. It's like the New Age jock jams They do the for work adults. for you, it's too. Jock jams. Bob. It's jock jams like that, for adults. Yeah, it <laughs> it's pretty much that.
1: You used the phrase worst of the worst just now. Uh, I want to go into the playoff beer discussion while we can. Uh, I'll ask you best and worst, but first, like, what are the parameters here? Like, were you allowed uh, to trim and cut since you've clinched? Like, when do the rules start where you can't Honestly, shave?
0: I've never been one to really believe in, like, the if you shave, it's, like, a yeah. kind of thing. So uh, you'll be
1: grooming yourself throughout hair, facial hair throughout I, playoffs. I'm, and I'm not going for myself. a fade
0: this afternoon, so I'll keep it tight up top. Uh, I'll let my facial hair grow out. It is what it is. Uh so I think it's going to be – I don't think anyone on the team is going to be like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Okay. okay. I've seen other guys, you know, they shave this, the scruff on the side because they can't grow it yeah. all the way, and they leave the goatee, stuff like that. Well, who
1: would have the worst – let's say there was I'm a rule. I'm trying to
0: think, yeah, who would –
1: And you couldn't the touch worst, it. Who would end up with the worst playoff beard?
0: The worst playoff beard would probably be Pavel Dorfev. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just like peach fuzz like on see. the side there. Howden, does he grow – yeah, he's got a goatee. It's nice. Uh, we, should go, we should go tell Brent thinking, Howard, though. You know, that yeah, it's probably the only. Like the I got Zach Whitecloud. Zach Bad Whitecloud. One. Yeah. Bad one. Like Petro, Phil. Petro's going to have a great one. Phil, for sure. Nice one. Marchese gets up there. Uh, Carl, undercover. But yeah. it's just like, all right. you can't, unless you're up close, because it's all blonde. You yes. know, you, you see it from That's afar, nice. and you're Those like. Nice Viking beard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we can't let you go without addressing a belated birthday. Yes. Is that over the weekend? Is that right?
0: It was on uh, the 8th, yeah, against Dallas. How,
1: how was that? Any celebrating go on? Anyone do anything?
0: Uh, Great
1: teammates step up for you? <laughs>
0: uh, Howd's got me an assist. Nice. So there right. you go. It's what an nice answer. A I like that. A nice song. apple
1: for your that. birthday. <laughs> Everyone likes that.
0: Uh, I went for dinner um, with some of the guys. It was nice to just go out and just be around them, not be at home by myself on my birthday. So that meant a lot to me for them to come out. Perfect. Well,
1: happy belated birthday, happy birth- Keegan. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. We did indeed save the best for last with Keegan Colasar on the final nighttime at noon of the regular season. Uh, Keegan's going to go get to this beautiful afternoon, and we'll be right back.
0: We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: Welcome back to nighttime at noon from City National Arena. Ashley Vice and Shane Knighty here to talk about the final week of the regular season season. For the Golden Knights, but first, if you're needing a place to watch all of these upcoming games, the Craggy Range at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson is the perfect place to enjoy a pregame or a postgame meal. Come watch your nights on one of the Craggy Range big TV screens or the huge outdoor LED screen. Enjoy your favorite craft beer, wine, bourbon, or all kinds of cocktails while you catch the action. You can find a menu for the whole family, plus a full bar with 16 beer taps. The Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill is open daily. No. Ticket required. Once again, welcome inside City National Arena here at Studio 31 Shane. It was great to have Keegan Colasar join us right off the bat, but we have a lot of news that came out of skate today. Uh, Wrapped up just about 30 minutes ago, and Bruce Cassidy just met with the media. Uh, For starters, uh, Bruce Cassidy shared that Jack Eichel will not play tomorrow. Uh, He was not on the ice for skate Shea Theodore is skating, was not with the team, but is skating, not expected to play tomorrow still. Zach Whitecloud, who uh, we saw injured in that game against Dallas on Saturday, won't play tomorrow, but Bruce doesn't think it's long-term. We'll That's get to that news. because that is huge.
2: Considering what you saw visually from exactly. that
1: Exactly. Man, and one last thing, today was a maintenance day for Alex Petrangelo. He was not out there, but does not sound like reason to be concerned. Okay, so I guess let, let's start with Zach Whitecloud. It did look bad in the moment.
2: Oh, it really did, especially it was similar to his early injury he had this year where I believe his was Taylor Hall fell across It was his other leg. Um, so you, you never like to see that. Uh, it's one of those plays, you just can't help it. It's in the moment, a battle in the corner. Unfortunate, so really good news that hopefully not long-term And, uh, you know, give him his time to get back and and rest up and be healthy. He was playing so well. And we've talked constantly since the All-Star break, the biggest turnaround for this team. And that was Zach Whiteclouds. He was the one who kind of completed their top six being back. Uh, I believe Theodore came back two games before the All-Star break, then right after that first game. They were back to their original six, and uh, those D really kind of the backbone of this team that allowed them to make this incredible run that's put them in great position.
1: And now Zach Whitecloud's still not in for the time being. Shea Theodore, it's great news to hear that he is skating, but still not in for the time being. What did you see when all six of them were together? Why does that decor make such a difference? it's
2: experience. Um, I think it's chemistry. McNabb and Theodore played together so long. Whitecloud and Haig have played together going back to their days in the american hockey league so you know when you have those communication and a couple of veteran players like martinez and petrangelo who are so you know just calm and poised uh, and, and have been through every situation so they, they have the ability if there's a mistake made they they bounce right back and, and i think just as a group it it allows matchups to be easier you got again you can trust any pair against any line uh you've got offensive guys so that said though you know guys like Ben Hutton have come in Braden Pahal who earlier in the year Crayden Korzak they've been able to come in and and play really well and give good games but overall yeah ideally you want to be healthy but in playoffs injuries happen as well and you need to have that depth and I think one thing that you learn when you go through the type of injuries like the Golden Knights have the The last two years, as you learn about your depth as an organization, you have guys step up. And, you know, up front, we've seen Pavel Dorofiev, want to, you know, exactly what you want to see from a young player. So, uh, you know, maybe that's kind of creating the way for these other guys to continue to raise their games as they get opportunity.
1: Now, Ben Hutton is an experienced NHL player. Yes. But what has been different this time around, this call-up? What's been different? Not call-up, Sorry factoring into the lineup what's been different
2: so when I watch Ben Hutton and 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 I know John Stevens told us we spoke with him he said when he moves his feet and if you watch Ben Hutton when he gets the puck he doesn't stand still he moves his feet to allow a breakout he's poised so one of the things is having been a a former player who's been in that situation where you're out and you're constantly working you're in terrific condition and you know credit to the people, you know the, the staff that's kind of kept him ready with certain drills he he just looks confident but right now he looks quick on the ice when he moves he's he's patient with the puck he's making plays and he's playing with confidence and you know that comes i think initially him having success getting a goal getting since now he feels part of it so the thing when you come back in the lineup is you want to feel you're a part of it right away of the success and he's been able to do that and I just think he looks in great shape I like the way he moves his feet he doesn't stand still he defends well that's number one for him but he showed the confidence to get up in the play and make things happen offensively so it's been a real good stretch for him and a lot of that goes to him being a veteran guy this isn't a young player who you know can be more of a mental challenge to be those stretch of games and then come back in he's credit to him you know hats off the way he's been able to handle it not only being out but when he comes in to just plug himself in and be an impactful player
1: you talk about having been in that situation yourself how impressive is it his attitude
2: great it and that and that's the hardest thing right to to stay up every day and I, and you know king closer talked about it. i think one of the things we've seen this year from this group is they're really close um and you know i think everybody's feels welcome you said you know guys come up from henderson whatever it is so uh that that's so important in a room if you want to be a good team is to have that chemistry throughout to make everybody feel a part of whatever your role is that role adds up to the success of the team and uh you know i think it's important to be able to understand that and to make sure guys who are in that situation are aware of it how much they're appreciated
1: and we touched on this with keegan as well but uh now to get your take on the fact that mark stone joined the team
2: I, it's just a lift, right? You're seeing your captain back, you know, one of your top players, back on the ice. So they're, you know, and you use Bruce Cassidy's word. I find I'm using it more and more because he does. There's juice. You get a little bit of juice on the to see your captain back on the ice with the guys. You know, he's still, you know, you're not sure of the timeline, but just knowing that that's that's a step closer when he's starting. To, to come back out in the ice even though a different jersey the next one will be when he gets into a regular contact jersey and starts going in regular drills but uh, it's a huge lift there's a look at the baby there blue he is. but uh, yeah the the players will be excited he mentioned it was kind of announced and like Bruce Cassidy saying uh, Stone uh, rejoining the team for practice so I think anytime you can add uh, some excitement and energy to a practice that would certainly do it
1: you've seen this group pre and post mark stone what can you say about the impact that he brings on and off the ice
2: passion i think just leadership and you know the big question mark is how long it going to take mark stone to get up to speed and a lot of guys it's conditioning it's getting you know your foot speed and all that back the one the one advantage a guy like mark stone has he's an elite thinker on the ice, one of the, you know, certainly in, the, in my opinion, in the top five in the NHL for hockey IQ. So that comes back quicker than anything. He he can think the game. He's going to have to get reps, touches, whatever it is to get back up. But I think he's going to get back up to pace because he thinks the game so well. And, you know, everything else can kind of take a little bit longer to catch up because positionally he just – the Puck finds him, he goes to the right areas. He thinks the game quicker than people. So in a game that's all about speed, we're talking about, you know, feet, skating, all that. He thinks it so quick that he he puts himself in really good positions and and I don't think any of that's gone anywhere. That'll that'll stay high. The rest of it'll just be for him. Probably, you know, getting the physical aspect of playing the game will be the biggest hurdle for him.
1: We're going to keep going down this path of all this practice news because it was a, a juicy one. Uh, all four goalies on the ice, Jonathan yeah. Quick, Lauren Brassois, Logan Thompson, and Aiden Hill, seems crazy that a week before playoffs you're you're at this. It's well, been The girl of has been crazy all season, but uh, you wouldn't have pegged that.
2: No, you, you certainly wouldn't have. And, and you know, who's, who's going to, you know, how long? I'm, certainly you're going to have a couple of guys that are going to need a little more time, their first practice to get in brossois has been great i thought quick played fantastic in dallas so it's options we were talking with king about an internal competition and you know it's a matter of now they've only got two games left mm-hmm. so who gets healthy enough i you know i don't i and i guess we'll we'll find out tomorrow but i would imagine it'd probably be brossois tomorrow that's what i would think um but then that last game of the year in seattle do you try and get, is someone going to be healthy enough to get them at least a one-game rep in? Uh, because after that, it it it's hard to just plug into, uh, you know, a playoff situation, or maybe it isn't. I don't know. That's that's why the coaching staff, Sean Burke, the goaltender coach, Bruce Cassidy, I'm sure they'll all, along with the rest of the coaching staff, will uh, kind of analyze there'll be some important practices and then, How do you run practices with that many goalies? Because they all want – they're competitive guys. They want the net not only in games. They want the net in practice. They don't want to share. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds.
1: I should say, again, only two regular season games left. There's no telling uh, who gets in who gets out how healthy everyone truly is but Aiden Hill did uh, go to Henderson on a conditioning stint over the weekend played two periods that was the plan he was never supposed to play all three periods um but good for him to at least get the work in hopefully a good sign of of his health and where he's at
2: exactly for him just to get get back in in the game because we we talk about all the time you can't replicate game situations and I can't speak to what it's like for a goalie but I would assume you know, you want to play in a game. You know, practice is great, and you you do all the drills, your angles, and you work on your rebounds and different scenarios. But that's not game. Uh, you know, being in an actual game. So we'll see. It's uh, it's been a talk. We've talked about goalies a yeah. lot around this organization for
3: years.
1: And uh, there's so many decisions, though, not just in hitting in the in the forward lines too. Like we've seen, yeah, as obviously, healthy, some but, people going in and out. If and when a big if. the whole group is healthy, then you've got a lot of a lot of decisions to make. Well, I
2: think, you know, the, the problem is if. I say whole group. If Let's you talk get about, yeah. yeah. If, I think it's a good problem to have. Yep. You know, that's those are they're difficult decisions, but those are decisions the coaching staff wants. Uh, that's what you want to have. You want to have the ability to look through, and that's why we've seen a lot of different line combinations. I think Bruce Cassidy's kind of, you know, quietly, he's liked a lot of it, and a lot of it is just for him to kind of, Look at these pieces, how they play together. So if and when they do get all healthy, how's, it, uh, how's he going to plan them there? And, uh, you know, who's going to play? Like I mentioned Dorfee of the way he's played. Brett Howden's, you know, his game. Uh, you know, Paul Cotter's going to get opportunities. These guys are these, – these are opportunities. These are additions to show the coaching staff where you can fit, what you can do because you're going to need depth when you get to playoffs. If you want to make a deep run, you've got to have a lot of guys the ability to step in.
1: You mentioned his name. What differences have you seen in Brett Howden's game this last, I don't know, month?
2: I, like, I think he's a guy that he needs to utilize his speed. He's fast. And I think he's got a little more edge this year to his game. Uh, and, and part of that is I think, you know, that fourth line of whoever's been on it and he's been a big part of it is this is your identity. This You have to play a straight line game. I think he's always understood the defensive side, but I think he's become a real good four-checker. I think he's become harder on pucks. Um, he uses his speed. I, I think there's an offense element to his game. He's still trying to, to to bring out. We saw The goal against Dallas was a high-end play, taking it skate to stick at full speed and then a great shot to finish it off. So I think those are plays you know, that build confidence for a player like him offensively. But uh, I just think his work ethic, he's, you know, when you're in that position, that that line, you, you've you got to bring the energy each and every shift, uh, you know, without drop-off. And I think he's been able to do that. And then when he can add plays like that one, that beautiful goal he scored off the feed from birthday boy Keegan Kolasar uh, on that day, it's uh, a great play. And this is what I'm talking about. There's the, to be able to take that skate to stay, you know, he makes it look easy, but that's tough to do at that level of speed. So, uh, I think it's been another step. He's still, to me, a young guy, you know, figuring out his game, figuring out, you know, his role. And I think this year he certainly has.
1: You talk about needing four lines yes. in the postseason. But how do you feel like that fourth line's game is made for playoff hockey? Like not Absolutely.
2: Only- I think what I like about it and we're saying is, and I think Keegan said it best, he says they understand if they can match up against the other team's top lines, it allows better matchups for their players so um you know i think the fact that they take pride in what their role is for the team and they've understand it that's what this that's what the regular season's about is not you know you're trying to win games but you know within the game coaching stuff is trying to define roles for players that they can go out and execute that they feel is going to help the overall team and i think that's been a strength of this team is that fourth line the way they've been able to play uh, you know, when Nick Waugh's on that line, that's a big center man. Teddy Blueger's done a nice job. Brett Howden last game was at center. So they have lots of options. I think it's great when you have that many options, but none of them have deviated from the style of play or the identity that line is expected to play at, which I think is great. It, uh, you know, it's pretty straightforward on how they need to play, how how they need to be responsible defensively, probably more so than the offensive guys. They can get away with a few more mistakes when you're on that type of line you've got to be pretty darn sure you're out there and you're winning your wall battles, your, your puck battles. You're making sure you get pucks out, get it in. You're not trying to create as much. You're not going to see those guys do a lot of backhand sauce through the middle uh, passes. Um, they're going to play straight line. They're going to chip. They're going to try and wear down. And you mentioned playoffs. You want to wear down the other team. And it's a seven-game series. So if you got a physical four check, you grind them. That adds up game after game.
1: All right. Well, Shane, we are going to talk more about what we saw from the team last week, more about what lies ahead when we come back. But first, uh, with summer coming up, I want to tell you about the spectacular Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara, California. It's a crown jewel in the Foley Entertainment Group, located right by the ocean. Experience Oceanside Views in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at the Society State and Mason Tasting Room and treat yourself to an unparalleled massage at majorelle all in the heart of the american riviera designed for domestic and international guests alike hotel californian is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience visit HotelCalifornian.com today and book your next day you can do it over this break because we'll be right back
0: live from city national arena this is nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas
1: Welcome back to Nighttime at Noon, the final show of the regular season here from Studio 31 at City National Arena. Shane, uh, hopefully we're going to be hearing from Bruce Cassidy here soon, see everything that he uh, had to say with the media. But want to uh, hit a couple things around the National Hockey League. Yes. Boston Bruins break, <laughs> make NHL history with the most wins in a season with 63. What have you seen out of them?
2: it really is incredible what they've done it's it, it, it's a grind it's hard to win in this league and the way they've been able to do it with that consistency and set a record like you know the NHL's been around a long time 63 wins is just incredible and they they could go higher right now if i was them i'm resting everybody i can there's there's no one even close they've got the president's trophy the flip side of that is And I've always said, you work so hard to get in playoffs, to get seeding it. After this weekend, those 63, whatever it is, 64 wins don't matter at all. And you you don't have to look too far in the past than to, you know, what the Tampa Bay Lightning did, Yeah, throws it three, four years ago, and then lost four straight in round one to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So yeah, it's it's an incredible, incredible achievement by the Bruins. What a season, what a regular season, but. It's funny how incredible it was. It all gets washed away here fairly soon.
1: Do you remember their first home loss this season and how long it took?
2: It was uh, was that uh, the Golden Knights. It was the Vegas Golden Knights yeah.
1: and Bruce Cassidy's return in Boston. Well, up three nothing. December it was late. Yeah. Yes.
2: up three nothing and then they tied it, but uh, able to to win. It was uh, yeah, I remember that because nobody thought they could beat the Bruins at that point. and Nobody really has this year. It's been an incredible season.
1: What is it like? Like You say, talk about how nothing, uh, it doesn't matter if you, if you don't perform in the playoffs. What is that like as a player? What is that pressure like, do you think, if you're a Boston well, that, Bruins player? That's
2: the other thing. There's pressure added now, right? The yeah. expectations for them to win the cup are, well, they, look what you did in the regular season. There's no way they shouldn't be able to just you know, bounce their way right to the final, but it's not that easy. So they carry the pressure. I think the pressure's heaviest in round one. The first round is where there's the most pressure, certainly if you're a higher seed. Sometimes it can be easier if you're, you know, the lower seed to come in and play. There's not as many expectations. You're probably hearing around the league, oh, well, they're favored to win, so let's just go in. Um, there's there's so much parity. I don't think there's there's an easy matchup uh, anywhere when we get to, to playoffs. Um you know, Bruins won't even know who they play. Is it the Panthers, the Islanders, the Penguins? If they're playing a team like Pittsburgh Penguins, you're talking about a team that's won Stanley Cups, still has that pedigree of veteran players there that could just turn it on. So, um, th- it's fascinating to me some of these matchups. How many good teams are going to be out after the first? Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs. That's the one we know. Um,
1: That'll be a series. Eh? Th-
2: there's just it- it's it's I I love playoffs. It's the best time of year, and we're almost there.
1: It is. Bruce Cassidy agrees, and he met with the media just a little bit ago. Let's take a listen. Uh,
3: good sign. And, um, you look good. That's, this is his next, I guess, phase of return to play, recovery, uh, get integrated with the team. So, again, I don't know how long that has to be. But uh, step one, we'll see how he responds to it tomorrow. And, uh, just good to have him around. Well, I've always said once he's with the group, right, Len, at least you have hope, you know, when you're kind of on your own or not, it's tough. So, as I said, I don't know um, if we can expect to have him back. But the fact that he's no setbacks again, he's continuing mm-hmm. on to the next phase is always, a, like I said, a good time. So, or, I mean, a good sign. And to be around the guy's got to be good for him mentally as well. And I think the guys get a boost out of having your captain back, whether it's just... Having them in the room participating in drills whatever it is it's always good uh jack did not skate so uh, he won't play tomorrow um theodore's back skating but won't play tomorrow whitey won't won't play tomorrow either um anybody else no it is a maintenance day for him a lot of work in dallas the other day he's getting old so Yeah, John went out early, quick he went out and did some work on his own. I think that, you know, with four goals you can't, you know, L, we're getting L B you know, ready for tomorrow. So Aiden and Logan split a net. They're, you know, trying to get going here a little bit. Hilly got it uh two periods under his belt Henderson, so that was good. No no setback for him. Um, so that's again, good news in that regard. I don't long term what I heard yesterday, but uh, I think he's, his appointment is I think uh, this afternoon. So once our doctors look at him, um, I saw him this morning. He's you know he wasn't doing too bad. So I'm hoping it's very minimal, but it certainly rule him out for tomorrow, and then we'll see on Thursday, and, and then when we start. Well, we haven't seen them in a long time, um, playing very good hockey. They're in Arizona tonight, so we'll get a, a look at at least a pre-scout um, fast team that's a lot, scoring on a lot of their opportunities, um, very opportunistic team, finishing well, different guys in the lineup. Um, they defend pretty well uh, in terms of their analytics, and um, we've got our hands full. They're a hard-working team. So we've got to be ready to go. Uh, but I think over the last two weeks, we've had a lot of good tests. Every night it seems like teams are ready to go. So uh, just got to get in the right frame of mind in terms of the opposition, who I haven't seen in a long time, um, that could get, get up to speed in a hurry. <clears throat> Do you look at any different playing a team twice around the end of the season? When they're potentially you could play in the we could play them in the playoffs, so it would be odd, right, to play them twice. You know, I don't know if that's ever happened and then go right into it, but could happen. I mean, I th- think there's a lot of possibilities still left for us. Uh, I think outside of Edmonton, there's and a few of the central leaders. I mean, it could be anybody. So, again, I'm looking at more our own game. Let's get our game, keep getting get our game in order. And then maybe Thursday, if it becomes more realistic, then we'd have to look at, okay, can we use this game to game plan for for game one? Is it just a vanilla game where you don't want to? I, I I don't think in hockey, you really tip your hand, though. Jeff, you've played 82 times. Incredible. Right. I think teams know what's coming. Of course, there's a power play setup or something that might change or some face-off plays, but... I don't think there's a lot of surprises in um, stylistically or or structure-wise. Those things. It's probably just. I think most of the adjustments are made from game to game. Well, how did you get beat, or how did you win? And the other team tries to offset that, and you know that becomes a bit of the chess match and maybe line matches.
1: Have you gone down
0: the rabbit hole of all the different
3: possibilities? Uh, We talked about a bit the other day. We just ruled right, like Colorado. Dallas, Minnesota, looks like they're going to be one, two, three. We'll be one or two, so you can't, you know what I mean? I've just st- stroked some of them off the list. So for us, I think it's Nashville, Calgary. If we finish first, the Wild, you know, we may get that side, Winnipeg. On our side, L.A., Seattle. So there's still too many teams to kind of sort of pin, start, you know, sometimes you can start going to work. Like I think Toronto and Tampa started going to work on each other in February, so they have that advantage. Um, on the other side, you know, you don't have that, so... Um it would be nice to have a bit of a heads up just for preparation work. Um behind the scenes stuff you do, but at the end of the day I mean there's a lot of years that end up like this where you just you know, you get who you get at the last minute and you make sure you're ready. If you were told six years ago that teams in Vegas and Seattle would be, in the and you'd to be six years ago, yeah. That's interesting. You're right. Um Yeah, I wouldn't have believed it, to be honest. Like I I read Eddie Olchek's comments. He doesn't think anybody will ever repeat what Vegas did going to the final in their first year, and that expectations last year for Seattle were probably sky high because of of Vegas. So now they're there already in year two. I think it's good for expansion owners, right? They want to get into the game. They don't have to wait that long. I guess if the rules were to stay the same, I think the way they've constructed their teams is a big advantage maybe compared to whatever, Nashville back and San Jose, though, you know what I mean? You're getting some real legitimate NHL players and, you know, with the protection rules, I think it's really helped to accelerate that process.
1: Shane, what do you think has been different for Seattle in season number two than season number one?
3: Yeah,
2: it's interesting because a different approach through the expansion draft and then Vegas did, but, you know, I think, you know, they tried to go dead cap space and, and, you know had money to initially do it and then you know came this year I credit to them it's you get a, a group of players just shows how many good NHL players are out there or guys giving opportunity making the most of it they've just been able to click this year you know in year number 2 and it's been impressive uh for the Seattle fans to see it I, you know expectations probably are unrealistic in year 1 because of what Vegas did and the success that was here which is unrealistic to ask of, a, of an expansion team. I, I still shake my head. It was an incredible year, uh, year one here, but we've moved past it. And, uh, you know, now it's uh, it's year six, and, and the Golden Knights are they're a team that's expected to win every year. And now Seattle's going to have to take that on as they continue because they took such huge strides this year. But, you know, great for the league. It's hard to get to playoffs. And when you, that's that's the goal every team sets out at the beginning of the year, is get to playoffs. And then once you're there, it's a brand new season.
1: Even beyond year 1 though, to even make the playoffs five of the first six years yeah. in looking for what the third division title. That's yeah. those that's big. That's
2: big. It's 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 incredible the success that's happened here and uh you know, it all got accelerated because of these group of players that came together in year 1 that uh they wanted to prove themselves, and, and, and they did. They just, uh, it, it was such a magical season. I, I i like to reflect on it every now and then just to, to take a walk down. and it still shake my head that, wow, that really happened. And next thing you know, you're in the, the Stanley Cup final. Didn't accomplish the goal that you wanted, but uh, I, I've said it many times, whether this show or other shows, I think it's the only year, you know, every year one team's the only happy team at the end of the year. I think that's the only year I've seen where, Golden Knights team that lost in the Stanley Cup still overachieved um, because of what they were able to do in, in that first season. Most historic inaugural season in pro sport, in my opinion.
1: We'll I have a chance to make another run at it starting next week, uh, transitioning from hockey to another sport for one moment. Attention, Golden Knights fans. We need your help in welcoming AFC Bournemouth to the Foley Entertainment Group. Also known as the Cherries, AFC Bournemouth plays in the prestigious English Premier League where they consistently take on some of the best football teams in the world. Show your support for the Cherries by catching their matches via stream on Peacock TV. Make sure to also visit the Arsenal here at City National Arena to pick up some Bournemouth merch including jerseys, scarves, flags, mini soccer balls, and lapel pins. Darren Millard, love the scarves, by the way, uh, to learn more and be part of the club's exciting new era, make sure to visit afcb.co.uk. Up the cherries. We'll be right back.
0: We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: Well, welcome back, and not only is playoff hockey back in Vegas, but football is also back as the Vegas Nighthawks return for their second season. Become part of the Nighthawks family, and don't miss out on the action at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Full-season memberships start at just $15 per ticket per game. For more information about tickets, venue, parking, and more, visit NighthawksFootball.com. And, Shane, we are going to get right back into hockey because we are running out of time here (laughs) at nighttime at noon, and um, big Connor McDavid-News hits the 150-point mark, just the sixth player in NHL history to do so.
2: It's been an incredible season. You know, you're seeing one of the best players to play the game. Continues to get better each and every year. He He's dangerous. He's, he, every time he has the puck, he's one of those people that brings people out of their seat because he's electrifying. Uh, yeah, 151 points. He leads in all categories, 64 goals. Leads in assists. It's at a 87 um, he was joined, though, we have 260, but you look around the league. It's been, a this year, nine guys right now with 100-point seasons. Um, guys right on the cusp, uh, like Leas Pettersson, he's one point away. I think Eric Carlson, Mitch Marner, two points. They could possibly get there. So, you know, that number goes up to, to 12 right away. But it's just, you know, David Poster hit the 60-goal mark as the Bruins uh, won their 63rd game just been so many great storylines. The, the level, the talent, the skill of the game is as high as it's ever been, and we're seeing these great athletes, just uh, incredible accomplishments. But uh, that guy, Connor McDavid, is just as good and as talented as these players are. He's that far ahead. He's just a, an extreme talent.
1: And is it scarier that he hit that mark or that of the nine players who have hit yeah. the 100-point mark, three of them are members of the Edmonton Oilers?
2: Yeah, well, Dreisaitl Leon Dreisaitl and, and McDavid Nugent have been Hopkins. one, too, for a while. The surprise this year, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I think, is it his 12th year? Not many guys in their 12th season have a breakout year, <laughs> but he has. And uh, certainly, you look at the Oilers, they're they're so top-heavy. Their top six are just very, very skilled. Uh, you got Zach Hyman having a career year up there with uh, as well. So, yeah, very dangerous uh, offensive team if you can – Shut down their power play, which is, I think, uh, on the cusp of setting an NHL record as well, how good it's been this season. Um, yeah, certainly whoever matches up with the Oilers, discipline will be one key factor if you want to have success.
1: And because you talk about uh, him being around the game for quite some time when you were talking about Ryan Newton Hopkins, congratulations to Phil Kessel, who is the Vegas Golden Knights nominee for the Bill Masterton Trophy for perseverance, yeah. uh, sportsmanship, dedication to hockey. Man, has it been fun to watch him just keep on going as the Iron Man.
2: What's he at now? I, I've stopped keep like it is an incredible stat. The games he has played. He set you know, he set the all time, you know, straight games played, the Iron Man streak, then it just continued the one thousand and then he just yeah, and, and what I like about him is, you know, he's a veteran guy. He's elevated his game here down the stretch. He understands. He's won a couple of Stanley Cups. Knows what it takes. Uh, I just think he, he's the type of player that continues to grow. Oh, I can't see that far. What is that? 12, <laughs> 1, 1,280. F-
1: 280, no, uh, that's his NHL that's career. Overall, that's his NHL career.
2: This is where Dave Gosher. Sure. That's why you yep, got yep. Darren. i got Dave. They, yep, yep, they know yep. the exact numbers. But it's high, and it's a record that, uh, that I just don't see it being broken on Ironman Street.
1: So the team appreciates him and everything he's done. The team also appreciates their fans. It's Fan Appreciation Week, Shade. It's been going on. There is a very uh, fun watch party at Lifeguard Arena over the weekend. Tomorrow is Fan Appreciation Night, so the players will be doing their jersey off their backs things. We'll see who won. The seventh player of the year. That's yeah, we'll exciting. see all
2: those, uh, see the awards, and yeah, hopefully it's a uh, a lot better to celebrate the the jersey of the back and everything with a win. So hopefully yes. that that that's the first thing that needs to happen, then everything else will just it'll just make it more joyous.
1: Also, we know we are saying unite the realm. That is our slogan, unite going into realm. playoffs. Want everyone to come together, and because of that, there is fuel the realm on Friday in the Sky Canyon area, Smith's, uh, one of the Smith's gas yep. stations up in Sky Canyon. People can go and get free gas. That is such an underrated, low-key, cool thing the team's doing for Fan Appreciation It's
2: fantastic. We'll have to make sure Dave Gosher isn't allowed because he'll try. (laughs)
1: <laughs> on that note, I think we'll wrap up. Dave might be uh, upset if he hears Shane say that. So we'll let Shane go apologize to Dave. We'll see you tomorrow as the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Seattle Kraken. Shane, myself, Dave Gosher, Darren Millard will be on at and Sportsnet. And, of course, you can also listen to Dan Duva and Gary Lawless right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for joining us for the final nighttime at noon of the regular season.